0: and welcome to uh, another edition of the Roy's Rocket radio show Um, this is episode 10 I'm your host Roy and today we'll be talking about um, just a few things Um, I've got my super malt in front of me just to keep my mouth moist Mm. okay so this week um we'll be talking about uh, quick talk about the expendables. Uh Get Carter and the remake. The taking of Pelham 123 and the remake. What my mum likes to watch, and you'll see why I'm talking about this a bit later. Um we'll take another look at one of the latest um Star Trek Into the Darkness trailer um i don't like spoilers but to be honest I'm, i i don't think i can wait till the May uh 17th release uh so that'll be a little treat for me mainly um then we'll talk about uh touch the new uh tv s- uh, show on uk pick um and we'll i'll give a little tech tip at the end um especially for you uh specky wearers like me. So, let's uh, just get on with the show. Oh, I should have mentioned the date of the show. Um, This one's uh, taking place on Friday the 1st of February 2013. The time is now 17.18. So on the personal news front, not much to report. I'm still applying for every job under the sun now. Um, I've given up just applying for media jobs because, quite frankly, there doesn't seem to be any. Or maybe I'm just not that qualified. Um, Yeah, every day, uh, about 50% of the day, is me banging out application for jobs. I don't know if that's due to the terrible recession or or my lack of skills. Well, I think it's a recession. Um, I'm also moving this Sunday. Moving to somewhere countryside in near Canterbury. uh, Basically because it's cheap. And I can't afford to pay something like £400 a week for a hotel. Uh, The boat. Do you remember the boat that I bought? Uh, Mentioned it in... uh, very early episode, probably. Um, the boat's been sold. Um, this is mainly because, and it's been sold without me ever having having taken it out sailing. Um, uh, the main reason for this is because I've got nowhere to put it. Um, there was going to be somewhere to put it when we were going to buy a house last year, but the house sale went kablooey, so uh, thank you, House Vendor, for doing that. Um so anyway, uh I did break about even, so I don't think I lost any money. Um but it was a great big fiasco and a lot lot of effort and um I, I suppose I lost man hours. Person hours. Life form hours. Um but not to worry, my nautical adventures are not over, there's still a chance for me to become the hand solo of the high seas. Arr! Matey. Oh Sorry about that, I, I, I just couldn't resist. Um, I should point out that my super malt drink is completely non alcoholic. Ah, Okay, so on to the movies. Um, okay. So I'll start off with the expendables. Um, as far as I recall, that that might have been on last week actually, on TV. Um, so this is uh, a vehicle for 80s action heroes to, to relive a bit of the 80s action glory. Um, and there are a few later heroes in the movie too. Uh, the problems with this movie are manifold, but I'll just mention a couple of them. Um, the only t- real top-billing 80s action heroes in the movie are Sylvester Stallone, good old Sly, and there's an extremely, very, very brief cameo by, by Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, the rest of the numbers are made up of Dolph Lundgren, who, who's actually you know not that bad an action movie star, but he's more a, of a B-movie guy, and uh, Eric Roberts, uh, Julia Roberts' uh, older brother, very muscular older brother too. Usually plays bad guys Um, and there's also a few 80s non-action guys uh, like Mickey Rourke, who's more more of a proper 80s actor, Um, and the wrestlers uh, Randy Couture and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're thrown in there too. Finally, we have uh, a not really that younger generation, represented by uh, Jason Statham, the Statham, and Jet Li. Uh, but come to think of it, there were there were only really two eighties proper action heroes anyway, that's Sly and Arnie. So uh, maybe I'm looking too hard into this. Um, but anyway, uh, despite. Uh, all this—it's not a terrible film. Uh, thanks mainly to uh, Statham and Stallone's bromance, and the absolutely insane amounts of shooting and explosions uh, that go through the whole movie. So, not not bad. Um, and next, we'll get on to uh, another of my fav—well, uh, this is one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, get Carter um which was rem- remade with uh Old Sly in two thousand. Uh, the nineteen seventy one original had Michael Clain Kane in the eponymous role as a London gangster going up north to Newcastle Castle, sorry, to sort out some uh, mobsters. I said sort out in uh, there's invisible inverted commas there. Uh, responsible for his brother's death. Um, It's based on uh, Jack's Return Home by Ted Lewis. Um, I think he might have been a crime writer. Uh, I should have researched that a bit better. But anyway, the original film from 1971 um, is stylish, gritty, funny, extremely violent and very unpleasant and simultaneously uh, very cool all at the same time. Uh, the movie begins with Kane on a train, and uh, actually, I used to uh, take that very same train, um, well, the modern equivalent of that train, from London to Newcastle, exactly like Kane did. And uh, when I first took this train, I, I I imagined that I was Carter going up to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with that sixties uh, tablo, th- amazing theme banging away in the background to the movie and banging away in my head. Uh, The less said about the remake, the better. Um, It's it's another sly action movie, but um, it's based in the US's Russian mob, as I recall. Um, Sly Stallone is pretty ripped and intimidating and tattooed and uh, looks quite good in the role, but it is a completely different movie. It's just an action movie. And it's uh, as a crime movie, it's utterly abysmal. And uh, the fact that I only watched it once and can ba- barely recall it uh, speaks volumes, I suppose. So uh, let's see what we got next. So I think this was on the film a couple of days ago. Uh, the ta- taking of Pelham One Two Three. Sorry, I take a little sip of my drink. Nice. Dry workless podcasting. So, the taking of Pelham 123. Right, the original movie had Robert Quint Shaw, you know, the guy from uh, <laughs> the captain from Jaws. are Sorry, I keep on doing that today. Um, and was a stylish, quirky comedy thriller. Um, Travolta as a bad guy version is harder-edged, but not really that witty. Um, It is faster, though, at least. Um, Faster-paced, that is. Uh, But I don't see why they made a remake. It's one of those films that really didn't deserve a remake. Like Get Carter, in fact, didn't, didn't really need a remake. Um... The original's worth watching if you're into any kind of crime drama. Um, I remember Walt, uh, Walter Matthau played the um, main role. Who's uh, the hero? Who's who, uh, played by Denzel Washington in the remake? I think his name was Garber. Um, there's there's a few dif- differences, but not you know, not worth talking about because there's no real. Reason to watch the newer version, I'd go straight to the older version. That's uh, The Taken of Pelham 123, 1974, Avoid the Original, 2009. Um, So, next on the agenda, scroll down again. Like one of those uh, newscasters, you know, they pretend to look at their laptop, but I, I really am doing that. So I I called this section, a um, subsection of our regular movies chunk, What My Mum Likes to Watch. And Now, why am I doing this? Well, I'm guessing that if you are a male geek uh, like me, you might have trouble finding movies to watch with your non-geek uh, partner or potential partner. Um, I have a few suggestions. Um, Mainly because I I I rifled through my movie collection to find things that my mum would like to watch. You know, now and then she'll she'll sit down on her own uh, with some snacks and watch a couple of movies just to get a bit of rest. And I found that she liked films like Lady Hawk. Uh, Do you remember that one with Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer? Um, Merlin, the one with Sam Neil. the Lord of the Rings, uh, the um, <laughs> the obvious the latest one, um, and there are a few other fantasy films that I could re- recommend. Um, perhaps The Princess Bride, uh, though personally I, I've never been able to abide uh, this movie. Um, most other fantasy fans do like this, but for some reason it just doesn't click with me. But I'm Guessing pretty strongly, it would be something that um, someone like my mum would would watch. Uh, Willow, uh, that other—I think that was a Ron Howard fantasy film with uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, anyway, other films of that ilk would properly uh, probably satisfy um, a non-nerd person. Um, perhaps even Dragon Slayer yeah the other kind of things my mum's my mum and uh, women in general seem to like to watch uh, um, those emotional type films my my mum likes uh, the Bollywood versions and actually not just Bollywood but Western films Um, or any movie in fact that generally wants to make you kill yourself God don't like films with that much emotion. So, next... um, Right, so on May the 17th this year, uh, we'll finally get to see Abraham's um, Star Trek sequel, Star Trek Into the Darkness, and um, for me it feels like a really long wait to that movie. Um, I've tried my best to avoid all trailers, but uh, I, I did watch Um, One of the latest ones. Doesn't seem to give much away, uh, so I thought it was safe to play it in this podcast. So just bear with me for a moment. So while you have a listen to the uh, trailer, I'm going to have a little break and another drink. Um, So this is uh, one of the latest trailers to Star Trek Into the Darkness. Enjoy! Enjoy! going to get yourself and everyone under your command killed. Oh cool. so that was amazingly exciting. Um, I, I don't know. I've criticised this movie, uh, pre-criticised it even before it comes out. Doesn't mean I'm not not going to see it. It does look uh, fairly exciting. Um, I guess that uh, most of you guys will be watching this too. Um, so next, uh, there was a new show that started yesterday on UK Pick. And that was touch. Um, The basics of this is that there's a father with a highly gifted autistic son who can sense the connectedness of all things. They uh, they try and talk about string theory and um, quantum mechanics and a lot of things. But that's the basics. This kid can... uh, sense, uh, the connections between wildly varying variables and people, Um, which sounds interesting but uh, here's a reality, we've seen this uh, idea too often, Um, we've seen uh, similar things in Rain Man and Mercury Rising with Bruce Willis. and even before that, long before that, there was Douglas Adams' uh, book, The Gently Holistic Detective. Um Also the the dad in this is uh Kiefer Sutherland, who plays the role frantically, nervously, and screaming into her cell phone. Uh now where where have we seen this before? Yes, it's uh, Jack Bauer from twenty-four. Um I'm a bit disappointed that Tim Crane, who who I thought did brilliantly in Heroes, um uh, must seems to have this 24 fixation. Um and derivativeness aside, um it looks quite cool, but I wonder if the story's got legs. Uh, I wonder how long it'll last. Um So that's it for TV. Uh, and finally I've got a little tech tip. Um what happened was in Mauritius, so yeah, well first I start off uh, by saying I'm a spec wearer <laughs> as you've probably seen if you visit the website, even my um avatar has specs. And as a constant spec wearer um in a lot of different climates and uh doing a lot of different activities, my glasses get constantly dirty and finding glasses cleaning solution, it's not always easy and it's usually incredibly expensive. Um, for example, I think I paid uh, about £3 in Mauritius for a, a tiny, tiny little bottle and it's not much better in the UK. Even in Tesco's uh, in the Tesco Superstore, I paid 3 99 for uh, I don't know how many millilitres, but it was uh, uh, roughly twice the length of my index finger and about the bottle was uh, about four centimeters uh, in radius and three ninety nine for that seems rather expensive and also they don't put the contents down so you wonder what kind of toxic uh, chemicals uh, that you're cleaning your glasses with and they're gonna go right near your eyes um, in Mauritius, I, I concocted my own solution, which was the uh, denatured alcohol uh, mixed with water. But what I what I should have done is use something even less toxic. So, in this little tip, we're going to teach you to clean your glasses with vodka. Now, common vodka in available everywhere is Smirnoff, and most other vodkas uh, in the EU anyway are 37.5% proof for the standard vodkas. Now, to clean glasses, you're going to need approximately a 5% solution of alcohol and water, uh, just to be on the safe side and not melt your specks or strip the coatings off. Um, you could go as high as 10%, but why risk it? 5% is enough to remove the everyday grime and grease, act as a very mild solvent. Um, so what do you do? Uh, you've got your cheap bottle of sm- well, your <laughs> bottle of Smirnoff um, at 37.5%. The vodka's relatively pure; and it's, it's mostly just alcohol and water. So you now want to mix uh, your one part of vodka to seven parts of water. This will give you just over, just very mm, tiny bit over five percent, which is ideal uh if you can get it, um if you can pour decant this solution into um some kind of spray bottle even better so that's that's a little tip much cheaper than glasses cleaners and completely non-toxic hmm. so now i'll leave you to um whatever nerdly activities you're getting up to today tonight. And say goodbye. And that was the show for the 1st of February 2003. Sorry, that was Roy's Rocket Radio Show, uh, episode 10, uh, broadcasted or podcasted or recorded on the 1st of February 2013. uh, And started my recording at 18 past 5. And now I'm probably boring you silly, so I'll let you go. Have a great evening, and thanks for listening. Bye.